Hello, I'm here with Caitlin and Irvin and the Elixir of Youth. But first, Caitlin's got uh, actors. Yeah, so you, I've heard a lot on the news about the Screen Actor Guild. Um, not not a riot, but a, what are they doing? They're they're striking. Strike. Yes, they're going on strike. And the, yeah. the it is actor, is it really different from a riot? No, it's not. <laughs> they're they're so yeah no they're they're going on they're they're striking and so the this this is the Screen Actors Guild and so it comprises you know actors and. Uh, screenwriters, etc. Is that Michelle Hurd in the background? Anyway, anyway uh, sorry, I'm looking at, at the uh, browser here. It, the woman, oops, looks like Michelle Hurd. Anyway, uh, uh, Hollywood's groundbreaking AI proposal uh, for actors sounds like a nightmare is Gizmodo's title. This is written by Linda uh, Codega. And they were looking at putting background actors as like using their AI likeness and like all future movies for eternity. They were going to pay background actors a one-time fee of $100. And then they would be able to just take their likeness forever for all of time and just put them in movies forever. Um, and this, this is why they're going on strike. Uh, the, the movie industry has just gone completely greedy um, and wanting to, to take advantage of actors and their likeness using new technologies that are coming out. And the Screen Actors Guild is rightly standing up to that and standing up for the right. So, so what, what I'm hearing is Hollywood wants to move forward in innovative technology and these workers are trying to slow everything down. Well, I wouldn't put it like that. Although there is a hint of truth there that the workers are somewhat slowing down progress because in an ideal society we would be post-scarcity and the idea of making money off of movies would be kind of silly and that if, if a movie maker wanted to put someone in their movie assuming that that person gave their blessing and consent they should be able to use their likeness however we're not there yet we still live in a capitalist society so what that means is that if you are going to put someone in your movie you better be prepared to pay them in the meantime which is you know, we, we don't want to skip all those steps to the end yet. We, we we want to take it one step at a time. And we also, regardless of how far we are into the future and how much we progress, we still want to make sure that we have permission from these people to put their likenesses in movies for eternity. Because let's say you agree to be, to be in a movie or two as an AI likeness, but then you decide you don't want to do that anymore. Under the current proposal by these movie studios, there's no way to revoke that. You are basically, your likeness is now owned by the studio and they can just use it forever and ever. And what does that mean for you as an actor? Can you act in other roles or, or have your AI image uh, used by other studios if one studio has already digitized you? I mean, it's, this is a, big problem for you know actors uh moving forward into this new ai you know a computer generated movie field field that we're we're moving into we do have a lot of actors that are paid like ceos not really so so that that's kind of a a misconception of of acting most actors are not paid that well there are a few actors that are really big Hollywood hits. You know, you have Tom Cruise, you have Mel Gibson, and you have a few others that everyone knows in their name alone has so much power and weight uh, that it 
you know, that they're able to command a large sum of money because they bring in audiences to movies. So they, just by being in the movie, they make the studio millions of dollars. So they get paid millions of dollars. I mean, it's a quid pro quo sort of situation. Most actors are not big, fancy actors. Uh, most actors have at most side roles. You don't know their names. You don't know what they look like. Um, they're the the person waiting at the um, waiting at the bus stop in that one episode of of my family and me or something. You know, that's most actors don't get paid that well. And plus, it's all gig work, which makes acting very difficult to to maintain as a career. So most actors, even ones that do fairly well, uh, have jobs outside of just acting, like on the screen. Um, a lot of times they will for example, act on stage too. And if you thought that it it was surprising how little most screen actors make, oh gosh, wait till you hear about how little uh, stage actors make. It's it's not it's not easy being an actor. You know who else is replacing their staff with AI? Gizmodo. Their articles are being yes. written by AI. Yeah. So uh, anyway, all right. So there's chiplets are the new rage for two reasons. Um, the chiplets say that if you don't make one powerful uh, GPU or TPU, which is the current technique, but instead you make many small chips connected together. This is much, much cheaper, like up to a hundred times cheaper to do machine learning uh, because um, you do not have a bunch of advanced functions you don't need. And you have a much lower failure rate since the actual components are smaller. And uh, also, this is going really rapidly in China because we have made an embargo on the advanced AI chips for China. So they're making their own out of chiplets instead. And so there was a, a research performed recently where they figured out you could save a ton of money by using these small, uh, many small chiplets instead of one big GPU or TPU. So this is probably the wave of the future. And Irvin has got Claude. Claude 2 has come out. It is a rival to ChatGPT, just like everything else is a rival to ChatGPT. Supposed to be more, uh, it's supposed to respond more like a human than ChatGPT does, because, you know, it doesn't, ChatGPT has its problems here and there. Um, but it's a, this is supposed to do a better job. I also did see earlier today, speaking of GPTs, Worm GPT, a, uh, a malware based one i i want to get my yeah. hands on that yeah to to write better uh phishing emails yes yeah phishing emails and whatnot it's definitely uh, uh right I, i've been waiting for this yeah uh, can't wait to see it released to the public and see the, all the madness that comes out it, it's definitely going is definitely a new era in the internet that's a lot like the old era but yeah now we have machines doing the stuff that humans used to but what all those poor unemployed criminals are going to have to go on welfare. Yes. They're just going to have to get another job. Maybe they can form a union like the writers and the actors. Yeah, that's what you need. That, that's in science fiction. They had the union of thieves and stuff. Yep. All right. And Caitlin has Li-Fi. Yeah. So I have some good news for people that are paying attention to new wireless technologies. The new Wi-Fi, uh, new Wi-Fi standard, Li-Fi has been ratified um, as 802.11bb, and it's going to be 100 times faster. And so there are two articles that I have about this. Let's 
see here. Let's uh, switch over to the browser. So the first article here is from Tom's Hardware, uh, and it's talking about the 100 times faster than Wi-Fi light-based networking standard release. This is by Mark Tyson. The other uh, article is by The Register, and this is by Thomas uh, Claybum. Uh, but they're both talking about the same thing. So the IEEE has approved the standard for light-based communication called Li-Fi. And essentially what you can do is you can have like infrared lights or even visible lights uh, that shine on computers, but use similar technology to uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, so you may remember some old infrared technology for transferring data between computers, and it was very slow. It was just sort of blinking on and off. It wasn't using any of the advanced technologies that we take advantage of in radio, such as, you know, uh, quad amplitude, amplitude um, modulation or, you know, QAM64, you know, et cetera. It's just, it was just blinking on and off. But Li-Fi will be able to uh, use similar uh, signal processing to get data 100 times faster than you could over an equivalent radio frequency. Now, the problem that that comes up is that radio has this one advantage that everyone likes. Radio goes through walls. It goes through people. It's, you know, you, you can take your phone, you can turn it around, you, you get internet access everywhere. Infrared does not do that. Infrared will get bounced off by objects. It will, uh, invisible light will get bounced by objects. You need a clear line of sight. Uh, this could be a problem. Now, now there are ways around this. For example, you can have a light bulb in your ceiling above your desk that is also a Li-Fi hotspot. So it shines lights, but whenever your laptop can see this light, it gets really fast speed. Uh, you could also use it to, say, set up a network without using wires. So you essentially have lasers you know, pointed at each other. And in a lot of ways, this is safer because you're not spreading electromagnetic energy outside your building. It is contained largely within that small area, but you do need that line of sight. So it'll be interesting to see how this progresses. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, and I've got the all important article, The Fountain of Youth Discovered. Um, a Harvard Medical School study has claimed that they have found chemicals you can give cells that cause those cells to de-age. Actually, younger state. Now, they had this before, but they would de-age all the way back to a, uh, a stem cell state, and then they would turn into cancer. But now they claim they can turn it back just a few years, and they can take mice that are aging and make them younger. And so it sounds like the science fiction fountain of youth, we're all going to live forever, uh, except that... Uh, the critics say, you know, they didn't actually demonstrate that any of the disabilities of old age are actually reversed by this process. They just showed that some chemical markers that they regard as signs of age have changed. So, uh, and this is only in like mice and, and medically altered mice to make them age faster too. So it's very early. But anyway, what could be more exciting than the fountain of youth? We have always been promised the fountain of youth and Here's the latest attempt to promise us that uh, the odds are not good that it will actually turn into anything useful, but maybe. Anyway, Irvin's got rid of the Nucks. Yeah, this is very sad news. This this is worthy of uh, putting some funeral attire on. 
So Intel has decided, like they have decided with other products, they're no longer going to make the Nook. Um, I guess it's not making enough money. So it's going to go away. And I love those little things. They're very, uh, very small, compact, and, and pack quite a punch for its form factor. So it's sad to see it go, but it's Intel. So kind of saw it coming. Yeah. Can you make your own or anything? There's other vendors who are making similar yeah. systems. So there are other ways. It's just, you know, if you've been using stuff with Intel Nooks, you're out of luck now. Mm-hmm. All right. And Caitlin's got a dark star. Yeah, now here's something I never thought I would ever see in my lifetime, but the James Webb Space Telescope has made this possible. Uh, so the article I'm looking at right now is on Eureka Alert, and we'll, we'll, I'll also, we'll also look at the original published article. And so this is a peer-reviewed publication. Does it say who wrote this article? It just says it was written by the University of Texas, Texas uh, at Austin. Um, so anyway, this article talks about uh, the, the James Webb Space Telescope potentially imaging dark stars. And these are very early stars in the universe, presumably made primarily of dark matter, that would have created visible light as the dark matter essentially, you know, fused within the, the center of the star and decayed. Um, and this would only have been present at the very early universe. But these images seem to show the presence of these dark matter stars. So we can actually look at the original paper here, uh, which is on PNAS. Uh, no jokes, please. Um, let's be, let's be, let's be adults. Um, adults? Who's yes. an adult? Yeah, the PNAS, PNAS. Uh, um, oh. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so the supermarket star, the supermassive dark star candidate seen by JWST. Uh, it's written by um, Jillian Pauline and Kathleen uh, Fries. Um, and like I said, that's the... Uh, this was first proposed in 2007 that there were dark stars. And like I said, it does appear that they found it. They actually found three objects, one in Jade's. Uh, so these are our observations made by the James Webb Space Telescope. One is Jade's GS-Z13-0. Uh, There's uh, Z12-0 and Z11-0. And um, the red ships, the red shifts, um are apparently consistent with what they would see with uh, dark star formation so that's very interesting but if you have a star made of dark matter does it glow does that stuff fuse apparently you know what dark matter is right uh well um ap uh, apparently now now like this is a way out of out of my you know, theoretical physics is way out out of my my uh, wheelhouse. But uh, apparently, yes, the these dark matter stars would glow um, as they are also made of like hydrogen and a few other gases as they, you know, uh, form these these stars that are primarily dark matter, but can also, you know, there's other things in there too, and it. Well, if we actually can get something resembling a good look at some dark matter, that might help clear up what it is. Well, this isn't the first time we, we've we've seen dark matter, but this is the first time we, we've seen, quote unquote, dark matter glow. 
Uh, yeah, so dark. So a lot of people. Oh, yeah. go on. I mean, the ones I saw before is like gravitational lensing from dark matter, and so that's like an indirect evidence that it's there. But the only thing you find out is its mass. Right, and the same thing here too. I mean, we're we're not looking directly at dark matter. We're just looking at the effects of dark matter on early stars. But but I would think information about what dark matter does inside a star would tell you more about it. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um. You'll. I. I like. I said. I don't want to go too far outside my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. First proposed a little over ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah. And now we have evidence of it. Isn't science fantastic? Oh, it is. It is. All right. Why? What's that? Only on the days that end in Y. Well, yeah, all right. It also can be annoying. Anyway, and so I here's something to warm your heart. As a San Francisco, uh, the police say there are 67 right. car break-ins per, per day. If I can figure out how to make this garbage stop making noise. Okay. Um, there are 67 car break-ins a day, and one guy is fed up with it, so he now dresses up like a superhero and got a non-lethal gun that looks like a real gun and is patrolling San Francisco neighborhoods to scare away the car thieves. And the police finally arrested him and said, this is a really bad idea, but he continues to do it anyway. He's got a superhero costume with a mask, and he uh, claims he has scared away many people breaking into cars. Before this, he went out and took pictures of them and tried to get the police to care or something. Now he decided to personally scare them away himself. So... Uh, I imagine within a few weeks, I'll be reading articles about him getting shot or something. But anyway, uh, he is wandering around acting like a superhero in San Francisco. I, I'm, not, I'm not against citizen superhero ship, but you have to understand there's a difference between being a superhero and being a vigilante. Well, and he doesn't apparently beat people up or anything. No, no. But carrying a gun does threaten people and can potentially get you killed. I mean, if you want to go around and, you know, with a video camera, for example, and be a superhero and, and capture people, you know, breaking into cars, you know, and send that to police, fine. But once you start carrying a gun or a fake gun, you cross the line. And 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 a lot of, I, I've seen people that dress up like superheroes and they're not out all fighting crime. A lot of them go out and they, you know, feed the homeless and raise awareness for things. So I'm, I'm not against... Mm -hmm people doing you know that little superhero cosplay thing but it's yeah but actually it's, confronting criminals especially with yeah. a fake gun i mean the one thing i've heard all my life you don't have a fake gun you have a real gun or you have no gun a fake gun will just get you shot right right, right. It's, it's 2023 everybody should be armed that's one way to go that would make more sense than having a fake gun yes that i would agree yeah but i anyway he's doing it and the cops told him to knock it off, and he doesn't care. He's going to keep on doing it. So if you want to get a selfie with him, do it pretty quick, is my theory, before he gets shot. <laughs> anyway, um, and Irvin, you've got Don Goyo. Yes, that is another name for the volcano out in Mexico City, where I am at for work. Mm -hmm. uh, about five hours ago now-ish, it went off and um, sent uh, some earthquake warnings, sent a uh, bunch of activities down because ash is coming down. Uh, so it was interesting to see everybody's reaction to this volcano waking up again. What did they do? Run and hide or just ignore it completely? Uh, you know what? A little bit of both. Some run and hid and others just looked up and went, okay, we just kept walking along. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, how often does this happen? Uh, it's been happening more frequently. Well, it went off uh, in May, by the end of May, so a little over a month and some change. So clearly this means that your activities there are angering the gods, right? Obviously, I need to go to the temple and offer a sacrifice, probably uh, take the heart out of a, a conservative or liberal, offer it at the temple. You'd probably have to figure out which would be preferable in the eyes of the god there, figure out which god got angry and what they want. True. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this one. We'll have another one on Tuesday in the afternoon again. I'm still teaching in the morning.